Guys, are you worried that you're losing your hair? Do you look in the mirror and see less hair looking back at you? Maybe you're thinking, it's cool, I'll shave it. Or I'll just wear a hat from now on. Or maybe even, I'll just break the bank to get plugs. But before you shave, hide, or replace your hair, have you thought about regrowing it? Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. Not just once, but every month. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to ro.co slash regrow. Do it today, and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash regrow. You're listening to The Happy Hour with Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez-Cleary on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, back here on the happy hour, 93.7, the ticket, the ticket fm.com. Nick, Rico, Strick, and Nate are all with you guys here as we do the crossover. Hello, gentlemen. What's up? What's up? How's the weekend? Uh, <laughs> do you really want to ask that? It wasn't yeah. very eventful. I almost how wanted was, to drown in my your sorrows. Weekend? I, almost, much going I almost wanted to drown in my sorrows. I particularly, and for a specific reason, did not go into the stadium last night because it just I had a just a mm. funny feeling in my gut. Yeah. And I, I did not I, and I remembered Ireland. And I yeah. remembered what I, that felt like and I just mm. I'll why be honest you with you guys. Me? Yeah, true. I, I'll be honest, no. like so yesterday when I went to Trev Albert's press conference, like I stepped out of my car and it, I was parked across the street from the stadium on the west side. And there was just a weird feeling in the air. Yeah. After obviously the news had broke, but there, there was it was quiet, and it, it, there was just a really weird feeling. Then you get up onto the onto the the sixth floor, and you go. So most most of the time at, at press conferences, like coaches are probably about five minutes late, or they they bring him in five minutes after they say they're going to bring him in, or so. And so, like let's say a press conference starts at three, everybody usually gets to their seats about two fifty nine, right? There's no real hurry. So the press conference yesterday with Trev Albert started at three. Every single person was in their seats and dead silent by 2.47. I looked at the clock because I was like, man, we're, we're already getting going. And I looked at the clock and it was 2.47 and nobody was talking. It was, it was a weird, weird feeling. It was all business. It was just but. business. And I, I'm not sure a lot of people really wanted to be there on a Sunday. But it was just strictly business, and it was like, all right, what now? That's inevitable, though. I mean, when you when you fire a coach in the middle of the season, it just has a different feel because he, th- there's so many things and there's so many factors that go into play when you do it in the middle of a season. Like, that, it's it. Let's be entirely honest; it's not normal. This no, isn't no, something no, that no, normally no, 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 ha- no. you don't three games into a season fire a coach. So even no matter like which six way games, you look at, no, it, it doesn't happen. It's it, very it, rare. It was, but it was inevitable, and it was one of those things that like it's going to be awkward. Like he's he's a national champion. You hire him in the middle of a season yeah. after he loses to a team that very recently wasn't even in the FBS. Like yeah. it's it there was well, no way around it being s- weird. Same thing happened with Clay Helton. Like think back to last season. He exactly. got fired really early. I, th- I think it was after week two. I think it was two. Yeah. I, he got fired at USC. But then for the second so, time, right? So here we go, guys, though. <laughs> we can we can look at it this way to where 
if you're Scott Frost, there is hope. And that's why I think that the timing of the breakup and the the timing of the dismissal is okay. Because if you're Scott Frost, now you have some time to kind of breathe the, the that that looming question of October that looming date I should say of October 1st is no longer hanging over your head the players in the locker room can go on business as usual the coaches can go on business now as usual with once again maybe some more you know just maybe you know clenching a little bit tight uh, uh, harder with a guy like Mickey Joseph at the helm cuz changes could yeah. still be coming down the down the road but you don't have that looming date of October 1st hanging over your head yeah, no, you're and right. now you're a one and two record. Yeah, no, you're right because look, you, you like you said, it's that looming date and it's, you know, you're playing tight because it's, if I mess up here, if, if we give up Am a I losing Scott here, Frost's job by throwing we, this interception? Yeah, if, if we lose this game, we're causing our coach to lose his job. Yeah. So, you know, you had that date and then it even, it even happens with, you know, at the end of a season, if you're having a bad season and you're, you know, getting towards the end of the season, you're like, all right, we need to win this game. Maybe this will save our coach's job. Yeah. Maybe this, maybe that, Not maybe the coach, to... maybe the coach is getting a little risky in his play calling because he's like, look, I gotta, I gotta save my job. I gotta, we gotta win this game to do this. So now that now that that is done, now that the 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 man who was sitting you know butt on the fire is now gone, maybe the players can relax a little bit. Maybe the coaching staff can mm-hmm. relax a little bit. I mean, not not really relax. I mean, still got to go out there and win games. But it's not you know we're coaching for this guy's job. You're all still coaching for your jobs because now the guy that brought you with him is gone. But it's a more relaxed feeling. Well, one of the things for sure is this. I knew and I wasn't surprised that it happened this early. Yeah. Because I had always said, and we had, we talked about it on the block on multiple occasions, if he loses any one of those games mm-hmm. between North mm-hmm. Dakota mm-hmm. or yep. South, I said yes. he's he's done. Yeah, has to. Especially and, and I said and, and we were talking about it yesterday, um, just kind of offline, I think. Maybe it was me or you or somebody else, but I said, and I don't think Oklahoma would have saved. We, him. we talked about that on Friday at Barry's. Yeah, that was it. Oh, yeah, that Barry's. was you and I at Barry's. You and I at Barry's. Because I, I, know, so I don't I know, even think Oklahoma well, saved. And, and yeah, exactly. Because in Oklahoma, I said beginning of the year, Oklahoma's a win against Oklahoma does not negate a Northwestern loss. Yeah. Nonetheless, yeah. a Georgia Southern and Northwestern loss. Yeah. No way. Um, but I, I think like once again, guys, we talk about the, the, that looming date of October first is no longer hanging over their head. Not to say like you like you mentioned, Rico, and and all of us would agree, tension is good. Tension and and friction, as DP would call it, is good if it's purposeful. Yeah. Now, because be, because if tension, if everybody is is kind of like buckling down and doing their job, keeping their head down, then you're going to have a quality product on the field on Saturdays. But if you're not and you're lackadaisical, um, Jay Jay talked about it yesterday at the at the breaking news coverage kind of thing. He was telling, talking to Sorensen and I and said, listen, if I told Sorensen, hey, yeah, you can come into work whenever you want, but then tell Nick, hey, you know, you, you have to be here from, from 9 to 4 every day, how am I supposed to hold Jake accountable? How am I supposed to – if there's no accountability across the board, how am I supposed to, you know, how am I supposed to make sure everybody gets their job done? So tension, accountability, all these things that Trev Alberts and Mickey Joseph now have preached – because Mickey Joseph, on a much smaller scale in his wide receiver room, has preached it. And they play together. And they play. Believe, exactly. They play together. Exactly. So let's not get that lost. Yes, 100%. 100%. Mm-hmm. But there's all those things that they are on the same page about exactly. now. There's there's no yeah. cause for 
holes in in communication. And the expectations. Lack of, yeah, expectation, expectation, the standard, mm-hmm. and the tension, mm-hmm. quality and good tension is right. present. It's well, another weight off of everybody's back. Is again, like I said, you know, we're we're playing, we're coaching for this one guy's job, this guy who has the entire state on his back because he's from here, he played here, he won here, everything on that. And if we lose this game, we could lose him his job. That's gone now. Yeah. Another big part of it too is like I. I think you guys are right. I don't know if Oklahoma would have saved his job, but then you would have been right back like if – like it, it, what Georgia Southern did for Frost and what did for the program is there was no question of if yes. it will happen. Yes. Well, it was a matter of that's, win. That is yeah. where – That's why get rid of so, him then no. because if he beats Oklahoma – I'll use that if word. Yep. If he beats Oklahoma – there's Do you a, fire him? Exactly. It's so, still a question this mark. Is, this is exactly... So Rico and I were planning on talking about this today. Then we had other things come up, obviously, because we just go down different avenues, as Good you habits. guys understand. Trev Alberts, we had conversations when they were deciding whether or not to keep or fire Frost last year. We were having conversations about, hey, is this a good idea? Is this a good move? And Trev Alberts understood what he was doing, because here's the thing. If you fire Frost at that time last year, there's that what if hanging over your head. Exactly. Now... In week three, there is it's no done. what if. No what if. Yes. There is there's there's disappointment. There's sadness. There's mixed feelings. But then there's also intrigue, curiosity, and and excitement, excitement about the possibility of Mickey Joseph. But there's also mixed feelings of disappointment and and just being bummed out that Scott Frost did not work. But there's no question on I, whether or not they, he didn't get a fair shake. I also don't right. think. Well, I mean, you'll always have those people that are still saying that. But not, not, not the majority. And, no, and that's this I is especially the people group. in charge. Especially right. the people in charge is that there is no doubt that Scott Frost at the end of the day did not get a fair shake. And 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 here's right. the thing: to give credit to Scott Frost, Scott Frost would be the first one to tell you that. He would say, "Listen, I." He just said it a couple weeks ago. He understood that winning is a part of this business. He came out in a press conference saying, listen, you have to win to keep your job. He understands that. And if you guys listen to press conferences, which I know you guys have over and over and over again, he's taken criticism on his own. Like on a, he, he's, he's blamed himself a lot of the time. Now, what he's done with it and making adjustments hasn't been necessarily that great. His ability to make adjustments was not great, and you could argue it ended up losing him his job. But... There, there's no doubt here. Once again, it makes Trev Alberts look like a genius because he decided to extend him and say, "Hey, listen, now next year, although it was way sooner than maybe we all thought, but after week three or after week two and three games for Nebraska, you're sitting here with zero doubt that Scott Frost didn't get a fair shake, if that makes sense." And I just think ultimately. We talk about the the people in charge, but you still have to worry about the fan base at a place like Nebraska. Like fan fan morale, sentiment towards the team is important. Like yeah. you you have the longest sellout streak in the country. You have a fan base that, despite losing in Ireland against Northwestern, you still so, showed out and showed up against North Dakota. Mm-hmm. You had a night game against Georgia Southern. Those fans stayed till the very end of that game. If it were me, to be honest with you, I wouldn't have stayed through all that mess. But they did. We left after the first half, Nate, at North Dakota. Right. And then that's just yeah. like, but making this fan base happy. And the thing is, when you have something as fragile as firing a head coach, I don't think there would have been another time that you would have had the fan base on mm-hmm. board that you did after mm-hmm. Georgia Southern. I agree. I don't think there would have been another time. Because I think, again, you have your, your few people that are obviously still saying, okay, you should have been given more time. For crying out loud, how much more time do you want them exactly. to get? But... 
I think this is about as good as it's going to get. Yeah, I, I agree. Somebody texted in and says, do you guys expect Scott Frost to be back head coach in a Power 5 in the future? I don't think head coach. I think no. I think Scott Frost is best in a silo. I, I, think, I think so, he's too. Now, head coaching silos. a group of five? Maybe. Now, once again, though, guys, we don't know what it hates. That's him probably three as, years down the road. Exactly. Him as a Power 5 head coach looks like at a place not like Nebraska. Nick Saban... Rehab center for rehabilitating coaches. It's, it's not even that. Like nobody's. I, I. I still. Although we are four years and change removed of of you know non Scott Frost here in Nebraska, like I don't question his football IQ, and maybe that's bad for me to say. Maybe that's just me giving him more benefit of the doubt. I don't question his football IQ. I I question his ability to translate his thoughts and his message with the media and the fans which a lot of the times made him sound a lot worse than he was. I'll tell you this, though. I, I don't know if I'm on the same page as you guys. I would be shocked if he was a head coach again. And I hate to always bring up Virginia Tech, but I think there's some comparisons when you bring up Justin Fuente, one of the best group of five hires but it's not coming a, from Memphis, going yeah, to a Power Five, so. historically good football school in Virginia Tech. He's fired, still not employed. He got the big buyout. Yep. Scott Frost, the cream of the crop, the group of five head coach hire, goes to the Power Five, has even less success than Justin Fuente, mm-hmm. Gets the big buyout, and and again, Justin Fuente still isn't employed. Now, I don't think he'll be a head coach. Now, obviously, again. I really I don't. don't. Yeah, obviously, this is a what if conversation. We don't need to spend too much time on this. We we actually can go ahead and play the out. We got about a minute left here. I think one of the one of the the talking points though would be is I would be intrigued to see what Scott Frost is like at a at, at somewhere not named Nebraska. I'm curious to see that. Because one of my big my big thoughts over these last four years is that he was so obsessed and wanted to make it work so badly that Trev Alberts talks about it. You got to ask for help. You got to be humble enough to ask for help and willing to listen. You may have gotten and I think I think Scott Frost at times was not humble enough to ask for help and he was not willing to listen. Well, we're definitely going to talk about that on the block. We're also going to get into uh, the short and the long version with Mickey Joseph. We're going to talk about the good, bad, the ugly from the game and all of those things uh, we're going to tap in on. And then we'll have Cluster Johnson join us to get a perspective from the Huskers inside as well. Perfect. There you go. Stick around. Nate and Strick on the block coming up next. We'll continue on with our uh, Scott Frost, no longer the head coach in Nebraska coverage. That'll do it for us. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. See you. Adios. Adios.